everybody, and welcome to the Unofficial Elder Scrolls Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Pylon, and you may notice that things look a little bit different than usual today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what the different things you'll see, but as you can also see, there are two guests with us who've seen before and had fun chatting with before. So first, I want to say to my, I don't know if it's left or right, it's my left, but right on screen, I don't know. Anyways, Alara, how's it going tonight? It's good. How's it going for awesome. you? Not too bad, not too bad at all. Excited to see if everything works smoothly and happily tonight. So far, no problems, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and also, we have Av- we have a lot of A's tonight. AKB did the pre-stream. Then we have Alara, and now we have Avron. Avron, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. We've just brought our A game today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's here all night. Um, yes, if you haven't seen Avron before, Avron's been on the podcast, I think, once before. Uh, but generally, you'll find Avron so. on our Twitch channel doing a few different streams throughout the day. So hopefully you've seen her there before. But yeah, we've got a fun show tonight. We're actually doing a little bit of a change and we're going to be going into Altmer lore. So a more ace. <laughs> Alara, Avron, Elude, Altmer. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Ascendancies. There we go. We've got as many A's as we can possibly fit in there. But you know what? I like it. Why don't we get started and let's go talk about the news. So we've got a lot of news to talk about today. Uh, I want to get started with some housekeeping news from the podcast itself. As you can see, if you're watching live, um, it looks different. You won't be able to hear too much difference until later on in the show. Uh, But we decided we've been collecting feedback. I've been sending out surveys to a lot of different users that I know of people that have reached out to me to say that they listen to the podcast or they watch the streams or all the different things going on. So I've sent out a bunch of information to try to get feedback of what people like, what people don't like, what people want to see more of. Um, and probably the two biggest things that we heard back from people was one, that when we had a lot of people on the show, it was hard to follow which I was like, that can be fair. There are a lot of people talking. We talk over each other sometimes. It's hard to avoid that. And two, on a UESP podcast, people wanted more lore. They wanted to see more lore. They wanted to hear all about the lore. They wanted to feel like they learned something new and could explore more within the lore. So we're going to be digging a lot deeper into lore in the coming episodes of the podcast. So hopefully you guys are happy with that. And Again, as always with the change or with any changes on the stream, if it doesn't work out the way we want it to, we can change back. We can make changes. Tell us what what you think, though, basically. I want everybody to say if they like it, if they don't like it, if they want more people back, if they want less people, if they just want Avron talking solo for three and a half hours, you can suggest that. Doubt she'll agree to it, but you you can suggest to it. Um. With that being said, as well, some other changes to the Twitch. We're going to be coming up with a new uh, schedule for streams. Uh, We've got it kind of figured out now, I think, with Avron and I were talking about it. Since right now, I believe AKB and Kiz are taking a a little bit of a break uh, from streaming while they figure some stuff out on how they want to schedule it all. Uh, But Monday nights will be the podcast, and we'll be shifting it a half hour earlier to try to help with uh, more of our... I guess, European and East Coast friends to be able to catch the whole thing. Uh, So 8.30 p.m. Eastern time right now is going to be the new uh, start time for the podcast going forward. Uh, As well, I will be shifting to Tuesday night streams 
uh, we'll be doing a bunch of different things. I think for the moment, we're going to be doing Tuesday time travels so that I can go back and feed my Morrowind addiction that I've rekindled like a teenager. Um, and then I believe Wednesday nights is Avron. Is that what you said you were going to do? I'll let you speak to your own schedule now because we've discussed it, <laughs> but I don't remember it. So we've been going back and forth. Wednesday, I will not be Wednesday. because that is Dungeon Help Night right, in that's the what it was. NA Guild. Um, but right now, Avron will probably be streaming definitely on Thursday night, and then I'll be doing Saturday during my daytime slot. So if that works good for you, you can come by. And we're going to start there and see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, ideally, we're going to be trying to find people that can fill up the majority of the different slots that we have throughout the day so we can have lots of different people in streaming so you have lots of different faces kind of like it'll be like a television channel of just constant elder scrolls content in the world so maybe alara we can convince her to start cooking again more and well, streaming can't that right again. now really but <laughs> yeah you, you're in between places of your own but either way mm -hmm. we can do a lot of that so hopefully going forward once we start things up we'll be able to do a little bit more but as for that i think other than the talk about doing more lore that's kind of all we have to talk about for housekeeping news so why don't we talk about what's going on in eso so alara do you want to get us started with what's in the news there sure so um kind of appropriate for our topic today uh we're in the middle of the somerset celebration for eso that ends tomorrow at which is tuesday august 4th at 10 a.m eastern time so if so you're you listening to... to this, I apologize. It's <laughs> probably over by the time you've woken up and downloaded the podcast and are listening to it. But Yeah, for those of you watching live, still have tonight and then tomorrow morning. Perfect. But, um, yeah, basically you get extra loot from the quest rewards, resource, resource nodes, etc. Um, and the first time you complete one of the daily uh, quests, like the geysers, the bosses, you receive a glorious Somerset coffer in addition to the regular rewards. Awesome. Yeah. So I think we've talked about that before. So people mm -hmm. should know. I think this is like the third week of discussing it. So it's been a long event. I've liked it, though. I've, been... I've loved it, but I'm not biased or anything. <laughs> yeah, we also. OK, so specifically, we have Alara and Avron on. I believe Avron even specifically requested to be on because they're both the biggest Altmer fans that we have. So yeah. that's there's a reason. And the A's. So the Avron and Alara. I don't know. Very this is going to be crazy A's. Yeah, appropriately talk about the Altmer. That's awesome. Um, as a note that we mentioned previously too, for the leads for antiquity motives have been adjusted on the public test server so that only one will drop. So if you're still farming those, you have until I think, what, September? First week of September is when uh, the, the DLC that I consistently forget the name of, Stonethorn? Stonethorn. Stonethorn, Stonethorn. yeah. I think it's planned for September, first week of September. So, you still have a little while to get that. Um, Avron, do you want to tell us our Indric news? Potential. This is either going to be potentially very good news or potentially very bad news, depending on how you feel about the event and the Indric mounts that we've been getting. So, in the PTS patch notes for the Witches Festival, which, of course, being PTS, could change... However, they did make a note that they will be introducing the final Indric morph. Maybe final. for all of time, but definitely for 2020, and that's going to be the Crimson Indric. So right now we're doing the Mossart Green Indric, and potentially the Crimson one is going to be the very last Indric. And then they're going to be moving on to some 
new mysterious morphing thing. So we're going to have to wait and see in uh, 2021. So potentially this is either good news because you're tired of Indrix or bad news because you think they're adorable. <laughs> I like the Indrix, but I'm I'm very happy to see something new come in. Same here. And I would I, I, I would also like it if they mixed up the way the event tickets, because we've talked about it at length previously on the podcast, that it gets it gets a little bit burnouty. Like with the just constantly grinding event tickets over and over again. That maybe they can shift it up a little bit that there's new ways to get stuff, like getting people to try different kinds of content, things like that. I think that'd be really good. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So then the question I we were talking about this before we hopped on the pre show even. Um I'm curious what the events will be between now and the Witches Festival. Because that's only what? It's August, September, October. Like, we've got three months until Witches Festival. Two more berries to get for the Moss Two more, And we have two more berries that we have to get for the Moss Hearts. So, like, that's going to be a little bit... That's different than what we've had before. I'm trying to think of what events we've had during this time before. The, like, back-to-school season. I can't think of them. They're they're not really always super consistent. Usually, we know Minion Mayhem comes certain time yeah. of year or Cinnium, and, and we know Dark the Brother holiday events come at specific times. Like, there's no holidays right. between now and then, but there might be the cel. I guess they could put in two celebrations. You mentioned earlier, I think it was Avron said or Cinnium, and Alara said like Dark Brotherhood would probably Dark Brotherhood slash Thieves Guild because they usually do those two together. Mm-hmm. So that could be a potential of what they throw two celebration events, or I guess they could do one of them. And just have uh, two berries available. It's true. Eritron is screaming elsewhere, so she might know something we yeah, don't Yeah, we know, were thinking but... about elsewhere, but then we we talked about this too, is with elsewhere, how long did it take before we got a Somerset event? So maybe they'll do another dragon hunt event like what they had for the charity and elsewhere, since the system is essentially already built. But I don't know if they would actually have the elsewhere celebration like right away since the Somerset celebration didn't come right away. I would feel very slighted if we got the Elsewhere celebration immediately after the Somerset one. I waited a very long time for when Somerset's been out <laughs> much longer. So I'm just saying, Zoss. Yeah, I'd feel very <laughs> like unimportant with my Altmer love here. But um yeah, it could really go in any direction. So I'm I'm a bit worried about the celebration events going forward because there's gonna be so many like, they're going to have to start just, like, Good. deciding, like, which one... Well, like, because, again, when they have these, like, the Somerset events going on right now, I'm not doing anything else in-game other than playing in Somerset. So, like, everything else I've been working on has just been completely dropped off on the side. And if it's literally all year long, like, if they're just like, okay, this week is a Somerset event, this week's a Morrowind event, this week's going to be the Orsinium event, this week's going to be, like, that's a lot of things to try to cover, so... I'm curious how they handle that once they start hitting the critical mass of having too many events. Yeah, we'll have to see. But we do know there's either going to be one long event or two yeah. short events between now and the Witch's Festival. Berries, so. so we'll have to see. I'm okay leaving Skyrim and Skyrim, like Dragons and then Greymore. It's, you know, give me a little something different. Yeah, yeah. maybe they have a completely new event too. Who knows? Um, but that's exciting. I want to actually, speaking of Baratron, I want to let... Baratron made it very clear that... There is an extremely high likelihood that there will be a crown sale during QuakeCon, and she had links of proof based on previous Steam sales that they've had before. So, 
highly likely, as we'll talk about in a second here, that during QuakeCon, there will be a crown sale. So I would suggest if you wanted to buy crowns, like I was actually thinking of doing tonight, I'm going to hold off and wait for the QuakeCon to start to see if there's a crown sale during that. So thank you, Baratron, for letting us know. Um, other than that, though, we do have QuakeCon coming up. Um, have you guys had a chance to look at the lineup for QuakeCon? Mm-hmm. There's... Yes. So much ESO content this year. I'm so excited. I personally am really looking forward to going to have a panel where they're going to be doing some art. Yeah. And talking about the process a little. And I really loved watching when, uh, I, oh gosh, I'm going to forget his name, but the lead artist was kind of explaining the process in a video. So that's the one I'm going to be tuning in for personally. Yeah, I put a exactly. link in the chat. So there's going to be a bunch of different uh, streams from, so it's this coming weekend from <clears throat> August 7th to 9th. And um, so one of the streams, for instance, is going to have the voice actors Jennifer Hale and Robbie Damon, who voice Lear's Titanborn and Fenorian. Uh, you know, there's going to be the art one, like Aaron talked about. There's one where uh, Pete Hines is going to be uh, on there. There's going to be um, one with uh, Ben Encounter Lead. So quite a few yeah. of them. There's so many. There's too many for us to list here. So yeah, we'll post the link in chat to the different things. But uh, yeah, yeah, August 7th to 9th. So this weekend coming up, uh, there'll be a bunch of streamers from the ESO stream team working on things too. Uh, there's different events going on. And if you watch any of the streams to get the, you can get a QuakeCon Quake Twitch drop, if I can say that properly, not too fast, um, which will include a Flame Atronach Pony Pet, which is fun, and an Orboros Crown Cake. So Good way to get your crown gems from those crates. I've never gotten the pet from the Orbor's crown crate, and I've gotten a lot of them, so I don't know how common they are. They're, I think, the same rarity as like an apex. Um, that explains why. I've like radiant apex mount from what I recall. I have the pet and the mount. Nice. <laughs> Just saying. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was look either at like Braggy McBraggerson over here. <laughs> I don't the funny thing is, I have one on. NA and one on EU, so they'll never oh. meet. So I'm not. <laughs> How do you get the Orborus crown crates on EO and NA? Do they apply to both? They actually, so they count. You get one crate, but it applies to NA and EU at the same time. So I logged into EU one day and had literally a stack of like 80 yeah. crates and was like, oh. I need to do that. And had a really great time opening them. Because I made so, an EU like character like four years ago and never have been back. So, yeah, so you have a lot have of crown crates waiting for you on the EU waiting. server. Amazing. I should log in later and find out what's happening there. Uh, Laura, do you want to let us know, since Lost isn't here, what's happened in the world of Legends? Uh, you did skip one, uh, I did? one news piece for ESO. Well, you can correct me and let me know what it is. They uh, posted the Crown Star Showcase for August today. So They did? Yes, they did. Bard outfit! Woo! Awesome. So let's take a look at that and see what's in there, because that's always fun. Yeah, the ESO Plus and bonus is going to be a Trinimac Paragon statuette. Ooh, it's awesome. And the new that type really of mount, good. the Durzog. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of new skeletons for mounts recently in the Crown Store. That's exciting. I like to see that they're like branching out of just like the recolors of the horses and the guars, and it's nice to see that. We've got the, oh, the bard costumes there, finally. Or the singing skull, sorry. Is the official official term? New Met Moon Dragon Cult. Yeah, so a lot of cool things to look into there. 
The veil fawns are coming, guys. The They're so cute. <laughs> and we get one, and I'm excited. Oh, that would actually be a great uh, mount as well. I think it's a pet. It's I know. Pet, I see that it's a... Because they're tiny. I see, but I would like for it to be a mount as well. There you go. The next Indrix suggestion. <laughs> the next Indrix, a veil fawn. Amazing. Okay, well, let's move on. Now we can move on to the Legends news mm -hmm. with Alara. Okay, so the um, monthly card for July was released. It's... Um, Monster Perfection Lab. It's a one-cost um, support. It's red and blue. Uh, I don't remember what class that is offhand. Um, it's got an ongoing effect that um, at the end of your turn, you may choose a friendly creature wielding three or more items. If you do, sacrifice Monster Perfection Lab and choose an item from your deck to equip to the creature. That's really cool. Um, I... I had the best intentions with legends i reinstalled it again and started like i logged in and then i just completely forgot about it again i feel yeah, really I, bad i should get back into it because i've kind of yeah not been at it as much as i want to as well so yeah. there was also um two events then since our last stream because we took a week off last week so the first week was a grand melee the prize was a premium alt art hafengar marauder and this past weekend was a micro singleton gauntlet where your maximum amount in your deck is either 30 or 45, depending on you have two color or three color. And singleton means no duplicate cards. Those are always the fun ones to pull in there. <laughs> I'm never usually that great at them, but I always try to make them and then I have to like randomly fill everything out afterwards because I just can't handle it. I can never think of anything too good there. Yeah, the hard thing for me is that um, you have to like build your deck new each time. I think ever since the client change. Yeah, which would be nice if you could just save them. But yeah, that's probably the biggest reason I haven't been participating in them. It's just too much work. Agreed. But yeah, that's Legends news. Yeah, uh, in Blades news, uh, one point eight came out finally which added a really cool new addition to the game i've been playing it actually i haven't been playing legends because i've been filling all my like mobile gaming time with the new blades edition uh which is awesome so it added events and the sigil shop and avron have you i know you play blades have you had a chance to try out yes. the new events i haven't but it's downloading right now yeah. so. so the events are really cool they're kind of they're just like normal quests except for they're themed based on different like the first one was a frost you needed frost resistance to do really well at it um and then this one currently i think is poisonous themed i can't remember exactly which one i know there's were, but one starting in like 14 hours something like that it's there was one that just ended today too like they're pretty frequently uh, coming through. I'm just going to check right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it just says next event, uh, 15 hours, four minutes. Okay, yeah. So they, but so what they do is like, it's kind of like a gauntlet event or you could go through and do it once and then you keep going and it keeps getting progressively harder and harder and harder and you get more sigils with them. And the sigils are really cool because they've provided a new currency for the game, which allows you to buy... Um, they have a new title and I can't remember the specific name for them. They're not legendary items. They're, I'll say in the patch notes, I should, I should have copied out and I didn't <laughs> do it. They are not artifacts, not legendary. Divine armors? Divine items. They're divine, divine. items and there's another... Um, Arcane items. Yes. 
So they've got a new item type that we'll have to document, and I'm sure Lost and GNC and Alaro are currently working on trying to grab all the information out of the game for that to add to the wiki. Um, but you can buy different items that have legendary stats or things that have guaranteed to have certain numbers of enchants on them. You can buy gold, you can buy materials, which I know a lot of people were complaining about that the way Endgame worked is you had to grind forever to try to get soul gems that would never drop and you would just spend so much time going over and over and over again trying to do it. So I think it's a really good addition. I had a chance to get in there. I played some of the quests. I did okay at them. I need to do my build. I think I need to like have different builds for the different events as well. But it's been really fun, so I'm I'm happy to see that addition to the game. There's a lot to do with it. So if we don't lose Avron to play in the game for the rest of the stream, we'll be good to go. And maybe I'll maybe I'll throw it on for uh, stream on Tuesday night as well. Now that they have motion controls in, I did promise that I would do a Blades motion controls stream coming up soon. That's right. So that's a lot of fun. Um, other than that, is there anything else in Blades? I don't think so, but we do have Call to Arms news. Alara, do you want to update us on that? Yep. Um, this is already something I talked about a couple weeks ago, but they currently have an ongoing contest called the Base Camp Competition. And this is where you can design a piece of terrain like to be a base camp, or you can um, design a scenario that involves campsite. Uh, either one. So that ends September 1st. That's very exciting. Yeah. Throw a link to that also in the chat. And um, there is a dev blog post expected soon. It was supposed to be uh, this week, I think, but according to uh, the Modifius folks, apparently shenanigans occurred. Shenanigans? <laughs> I'm so yep. curious what their shenanigans might be. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, man, we'll have to find out soon. Well, on that note, why don't we pop over and do some of our shoutouts to thank all the people that help us out? I think that's the rest. That's all we have for news. So this section of the show is where we like to thank everybody who has helped us out one way or another with the show. Uh, we appreciate all of our supporters and everybody who joins us every week. We have a lot of fun hanging out and chatting with you guys and doing all the different things that we do at UESP. But sometimes things kind of just need extra support. So we want to thank the people that have gone above and beyond and helped us out. Uh, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Our newest one is Katiuskas. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. And if not... I'm sorry, I never pronounce names correctly, and you probably figured that one out by now, but thank you. <laughs> and as a reminder, you can always subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash UESP. Uh, we have some giveaways going on this week, which is a lot of fun. I don't know if we've even announced the winners yet. Uh, I haven't seen the email for that, so there might be some new ones going through. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of fun things in there. We got giveaway backgrounds. We're working on right now is planning out what the treasure chest because we called it a loot box and we realized it's not a loot box because you know what you're <laughs> going to be getting from it but the treasure chest we're going to be giving out towards the end of the year what you're going to see in there uh which is a lot of fun but we have um as well some new twitch subs i want to thank damn nerd five joe brands and dave ghoul for subscribing to on twitch that's a great way to help us out and it also lets us know that you guys enjoy the content that we're creating for you guys so we know what we can kind of gear towards and what you'd like to see um, and as a reminder, 
not only there are other ways to help us out if you don't want to or don't have the means to support us financially you can always go on itunes and leave us a five-star review saying you like the podcast and that you suggest people do it because then more people will find the podcast and things like that as well sign up for an account on the wiki and start editing that's literally the best thing you can do this the wiki wouldn't exist without the help of everybody here so if you go on and just edit some articles or add some content you think needs to be there helps us out dramatically so thank you for everybody that's been doing that and we're going to try to shout out some other people who've done some fantastic work on the wiki coming soon so i hope you guys enjoyed that but i think already we have time to go chat about our scholarly pursuits if i can find where my mouse is there it is and my favorite zone so nice well like into events there so the scholars pursuit section is where we like to talk about the different things that we've been doing oh, in sorry. games. Alara <laughs> started while we were still in the bumper, and then so nobody got to hear what all the amazing, fantastic things oh, Alara's been up to. You, oh, you said you'd start with me. I thought you might. I said like, I was going start to start with you, I'm not sorry. that I was starting yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, I love that. Uh, no, it's fine. But actually, I will start with Alara right now, <laughs> and you can let everybody know what you've been up to in the game. Okay. So I already um, know, but now we have a new surprise. Yeah, now everybody's going to know. So yeah, I've been playing the Somerset event in ESO. It's my favorite zone, so I've been enjoying doing the quest there for the event. That's awesome, that's really it. <laughs> yeah, so that, I think that's good. Well, why don't I pop over and we can talk to Avron about what you've been up to then. I mean, a lot of us well, have been watching what you've been doing, so... I was going to say, I'm actually having a lot of fun. I went through, you know, the Somerset anniversary event and pledges and all sorts of things with the audience on Twitch, and it's so much fun, and I really enjoy it. Um, but I have been working towards uh, the Flawless Conqueror achievement in Veteran Maelstrom, and I streamed one of my attempts, um, but then I went ahead and finally got it, and I got my perfected Inferno staff that I've only been trying to get since the beginning of time. My uh, Alfik is so excited that he jumped up. <laughs> so, so I did that, and that's really fun. And then Pylon just made me feel so nostalgic when I saw him playing Morrowind that I went ahead and finally sat down and played my Skyrim game that I haven't played in years. So it's it's just really fun revisiting different titles in the series. But that's that's pretty much what I've been doing and just chilling in ESO with all of you, really. I was so sad that literally what got you but like cost you your flawless conqueror achievement on the um <laughs> one stream i think it was either you got raided or somebody subscribed and you just I did. I looked, looked away, away for, for two second seconds boom you got died in the easiest arena oh, I know. <laughs> veteran maelstrom but you know what that is that's so, fine i'm cool with so that. what is was... the flawless conqueror achievement is it no dying it is not dying Correct. So it's doing Veteran Maelstrom without leaving at all and also without dying, which sounds really hard and is, but when you've done it as many times as I have, you're like, oh, this is not so bad. So I might stream another attempt on um, maybe Wednesday this week. So if you're interested in seeing what Veteran Maelstrom Arena looks like, come on down. Wait, you're still doing Wednesday this week? It's next week it'll stop. That's okay. right. This is my last week know. of it's, the daytime stream. Okay, everybody. And next week. It's Avron's next week. last Wednesday daytime stream before she has to go back to work. 
So that's right. If you're listening to this, make sure you can tune in at 11 a.m. Eastern time to watch Avrin stream for the last time during the day on a weekday. I'll I'll still stream during the day on Saturdays, but during the rest of the week, I will be doing work things instead. But I appreciate all of you for coming out and you know supporting UESB for my streams. It's so much fun talking to everyone, and I really enjoy awesome. it. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm glad you've been enjoying it as well. I think everybody's, from what I've heard, has had good things to say about the stream. So yeah, and as a reminder, everybody, make sure you tune into our Twitch. Follow us so that you can see when we go live and we'll have different things. Some lore runs, some nostalgic runs, uh, and lots of fun things there. So is that all you wanted to discuss tonight? Nothing else has been happening. Um, that's all I I'm ready for the Altmer. Yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> well, I'm going to slow us down for a minute because I want to talk about all the fun things I've been doing because it's not that common that I have tons of scholarly pursuits to talk about. Um, a big point uh, for the um, week that I've been working on in the past two weeks and why we didn't have a show last week is I've been working on the new format for the show. Um, I also want to thank uh, Fio Fio Fio. Yep. Uh, if she's still in chat or if she's just listening afterwards or whatever for the help with the new layout. All of this is her. Um, even our sweet new bumper or like kind of ticker at the bottom that shows all the new followers and everything going on so that we can... She subbed 17 times. Holy moly. That's crazy. Thank you, Fio. Uh, but yeah, huge shout out to Fio. Thank you for all of the work you've done on the podcast and helping us out behind the scenes. Uh, I got to meet you, uh, Fio in Boston. It was a really fun time. Um, beyond that, I just wanted to say if anybody has thoughts, make sure you give us feedback, as I said before. But what I've really been doing this week is playing Morrowind again. And I've gone so hard into it again that I can't even, like, I literally have been, like, looking for moments to sneak away that I'm like, I could just play Morrowind for, like, 20 minutes right now. Kids are napping. They're watching Paw Patrol. Okay, I'm just going to just quickly log in and everybody knows i have my crazy server set up so i can even like pop on on like my phone or my chromebook <laughs> and just like quickly just be like i just want to move this one spot because it takes so long uh to travel anywhere but yeah so what i've done is i made an argonian and this argonian is the 37th descendant of rumple guarskin from eso <laughs> uh who also picked the name rumple guarskin and i actually modded it so that uh it has the same kind of body type as it doesn't have the digigrade feet because Rumpel Gwarskin didn't have digigrade feet and that would have been crazy if they were somehow descendants that somehow switched out there so none of that craziness happened uh so Rumpel Gwarskin can wear boots uh he so far what I've done is he's gone to Sadanine he met the shady character of Fargoth again um and helped a Nord get some money that he was owed to him and got a nice fancy ring out of it and laughed in Fargoth's face because he's the worst um, I went, I left, I went to Balmora, checked out a bandit hideout, I pillaged an ancestral tomb, which was a lot of fun because there was a lot of things in there, um, which I forgot how hard it is early on in the game because I didn't have any silver weapons. And I went, I picked like, Rubble Gwarskin's character is hilarious. It's uh, like, I picked attributes in like, athletics, uh, acrobatics, medium armor, spears, and like alchemy is like my major skills. So it's like there's just a mismatch of things. I'm just carrying an iron spear with like uh, the like uh, imperial legionnaires male items. So he's just like a mess right now. Um, I always pick medium armor, even though like it's like the least common armor in Morrowind. I don't know why. I just have a thing that I have to pick medium armor. Um, he got attacked by that bandit that will attack you if you're a man or. 
flirt with you if you're a woman. Um, Robert Kowarskian is not a woman, so he got attacked right away. And I died like 17 times trying to fight that guy. Because he's got a magic sword. I'm not magic. Um, but finally got through it just by spamming healing, spamming Fargo's healing ring, uh, which was a lot of fun. And that's basically what I've been doing for the past four days. Five, actually, no, how many days is it? I did that on Wednesday night as I started the character. So it's been a while. And like, I'm surprised. So I'm running Morrowind on a 5K iMac and it looks really good. Like when you use like open Morrowind and like just some, I'm only using like six or seven mods. Like I'm not going really heavy into mods on this one. And it looks really good still. It feels, it just feels good. I love it. So that's really all I've been up to. Um, but now is the moment Avron's been waiting for. And Alara too, I'm imagining, but Avron's yeah. Avron's less patient about it than Alara <laughs> is. So let's let's talk about some lore. Lore. So we're still trying to figure out how we want to actually format all of these different uh, sections going forward, and how we actually want to deal with the lore so if you have any suggestions make sure you hit me up you can always find me anywhere if you type in pylon on any social media platform you'll probably find me um but if not you can send me a discord message you can email me at pylon at uesp.net if you have any suggestions or things you want to do but i wanted to start with talking about the playable races because that's i feel like that's really the basis of anyone who's playing the games that's your first introduction to the lore literally you start the game you probably watch a little bit of a cutscene, and then you have to design your character and when you're, people get into the game for all sorts of reasons, and I know a lot of different people do RP and stuff like that, and knowing the lore behind your character is really important in doing like role-playing in a game. Even just like, I don't do much of that, but I find like satisfaction knowing what my like character's motivations are, what they kind of should act like. Um, like whenever I create a character, if I'm making a stealth archer, it's going to be a Bosmer. If I'm making a spellcaster, it's going to be an Altmer. If I'm making a tanky character, it's going to be a Nord. Like that's kind of how I base all of my character decisions on whether it's meta or not. Like that doesn't really matter too much to me because I know I'm not, not going to be good enough for that to matter too, too much. Um, so I couldn't decide on which ones to pick first. So I did it in the only fair way I could think of. And I went alphabetically. So we're starting with Altmer because that's the first one in the alphabet there. So there's no favoritism here, not just because everybody else apparently other than me. I'm going to have to change my name to Alon or something like that so I can fit <laughs> in with the rest of the stream here. So we're going to talk about the Altmer. So Alara, who are the Altmer? Can you give me a brief overview of who the Altmer are? Um, as you can imagine, we pulled all this information from UESP.net. Who would have guessed? That's where we got all of our stuff. So if you want to find out more, you can always start digging in there. But Alara, do you want to kind of give us a little overview of what's going on with the Altmer? So the Altmer are a race of elves. They're tall, golden-skinned, and they come from Somerset Isle. And they're also known as the High Elves by um, other people of Tamriel. High is often understood to mean um, proud or snobbish. And um, other races kind of think that yeah, the Altmer personified <laughs> these and kind of resent that. I always thought it was High Elves because they were the tallest race. Yeah, that's kind that's, of what I <laughs> used to think. When I, whenever I first started, I thought they were High Elves because like, they had like, mm -hmm. the little lineup and the High Elves were always the tallest characters we had. So, mm -hmm. 
So their um, lifespan is yep. um, two to three times as long as a human's, with a 200-year-old Altmar being old and a 300-year-old Altmar being very, very old. They're considered the, well, they consider themselves, at least, to be the most civilized culture of Tamriel. The common tongue of the continent is based on Altmar speech and writing, and most of the empire's arts, crafts, laws, and sciences are derived from Altmar traditions. Yeah, which is interesting. It's actually funny when you're playing through it to see how much stuff actually derives from Altmer, even when it is the human races. Like, they have so much stuff that kind of throws back to the way that Altmers did things. I guess magic being one of the big things that we see with that. Um, and in the game itself, I wanted to separate this out because I never, I always have a hard time deciding between what's a game mechanic and what's lore. Because it's a little bit of a different, like, you never really know where that line is. So, like, in the gameplay... Uh, they're usually the strongly gifted in arcane arts um, of all the races, and they're very strong with using magic, fire, frost, and shock damage, but they're also very weak to it. And I never know if that's like a lore fact about them, or if that's just something that's kind of gameplay motivated, that they're weak to magicka, but they're also strong using magicka. And I tried to dig up to find if that was an act anything actually like lore-based around that. I couldn't find anything verifying it one way or another, so... We'll leave that with a little bit of a caveat of what's going on there. Um, they're among the longest living and the most intelligent races in Tamriel, and they also become powerful magical users simply because they have their magical affinity and they live a really long time, so they have a lot of time to practice it. Kind of makes sense that they would be the more um, knowledge about something when they just have that much time to study it. Do we know, are there any other races that are longer living? Officially, I don't think so. However, we do have lore that was actually introduced in online that says that using magic actually extends your lifespan. Interesting. That's why, um, that's why we have Tharn, who is just so darn old. I mean, he's hundreds of years old, which is pretty old for an Imperial. Yeah. So, and we know too that the Talvani mages will absolutely extend their lives through magical means to live for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, we've got so, hanging out forever. Yeah, like 4,000 yeah. years or something yeah. like that. Pretty much, right? So it, it, I think magically, yes, you can live longer. Naturally, probably not. Although it could be that, you know, their affluence for Magicka is what helps them live for such a long time. But we don't really have a clear-cut answer, per se. Okay, that's good to know. So I kind of wanted to break this down, but basically me asking questions like the ignoramus that I am to try to find out more things about the lore because I've done the research but I, I imagine the two of you know a little bit more so I guess I'll start with Avril on this one where do the high elves come from like what's their kind of creation myth that we can understand where they kind of come from or what we know about it at least so the Altmer like most of the elves in Tamriel are actually descended from the Aldmer that's not confusing so at all <laughs> Not confusing at all, but it hang in there with me. So we originally had the Aldmer, and then they sort of break down from there. The Altmer will tell you that they are actually the closest in resemblance to the Aldmer. So you have that, and they more or less claim to come from what may be a mythical land, what may not be a mythical land, of Aldmeris. <laughs> Very original, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of the things that we see in the game, some of which might just be, you know, imperial propaganda, and some which might be actual facts, is that the Altmer were sometimes kind of like try to stay as closely physically resembled to their ancestors as possible. So 
theoretically, they actually are a pretty good representation for what the Ald Mer were. But uh, that is the origin story. So the other Mer races are believed to have also come from the Ald Mer themselves, though, correct? Pretty much. And what basically happens in the lore is that they pretty much come and settle in Somerset Isles, and most of the others leave pretty much because of societal differences. You have uh, Velothi, for example, right? He says, I don't agree with you. I'm yeah. out. And then, you know, we go and he settles in Morrowind. So there we have the whole beginning for what eventually becomes the Dunmer poached the curse of Azor, of course. Yes. Sorry. Can you pronounce what they were previously to the Dunmer so that I know what, how to say it and I don't mispronounce it on the podcast like I do every other word in lore? <laughs> <laughs> they were the... I'm totally blanking and I should know Is this. Is it Chimer or Chimer or... Chimer. Oh. Chimer? I believe... I, you know, what is the pronunciation? I actually I don't know. They say it in ESO, but... I'm pretty sure it's Chimer. Chimer would make sense to me. Let's go with Chimer. they were the Chimer. Everybody can correct us wrong and send me send me emails about how wrong I pronounced something there, but yes. <laughs> you can clarify when you get the Dunmer lore. Okay? Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. This is not a Dunmer podcast. <laughs> Afro's not here for the Dunmer <laughs> Throw him out. I don't want to talk Velothi. He left. Peace out. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we're not going to go too, too much into the Aldmeris myth. I would suggest you go in and look that up on uh, UASP yourself if you want to see all the debate that happens with that. There's a lot of heated arguments saying whether or not it's real or not. I've had some of them myself. Uh, go dig up the painting. <laughs> It'll give you stuff in your codex for antiquity. Exactly, yeah. So, um, But there's a lot of things. Um, one of the interesting things with that too is the psychic order um Avron, do you want to speak just quickly about the psychic order because that's something very intrinsically uh combined with altmer culture right so you have a lot of you know the elves which kind of say hey peace out i'm gone and sort of eventually become you know the elves that we see in lore and you also have the psychic order which is kind of like opposed to the mainstream like Altmer society, but doesn't really become something different entirely, right? Pretty much, they're mostly Altmer in their population, which you even see reflected in the Somerset DLC for Elder Scrolls Online. Um, but basically, pretty much what they do is they just kind of say, hey, we're going to go hang out over here, and they get Arteum and still kind of maintain a lot of their Altmer things, but are separate from just that mainstream really rigid Altmer order. Yeah, this, it's interesting the way the Sigic... And the Sigic Order is also what spawned out the Mages Guild in the future. I don't actually know well, the future, depending on where you're looking at it, from creation of the future. Uh, so there's a lot of things there. So, okay. Why don't I jump over and we talk a little bit about the culture. And Alara, do you kind of want to... Overall, how would you describe Altmer culture? Um, overall, uh, strict and rule-based... Obsessive perfection, very family and ancestor oriented. Yeah, there's um, a lot of they. Everything we get from a feeling of them seems like they're very like by the book. Like everything seems to be by the book, and like we get glimpses of it in the Somerset DLC, which is nice in uh, yeah. So of it being more normal, uh, but it's interesting to see that like the propaganda has kind of dictated that they're like this. Everything is by the book, and unless it's my way, it's the highway kind of mentality that we've gotten from the Altmer. I feel like Avron's just like bubbling over with wanting to say something, though. Well, they actually have a term for the perfection that they seek, right? They have a laxon, which is the whole Altmer word meaning like, oh, perfection. Every Altmer has one 
path of laxon, and it's the one thing that they hyper focus on and get really good at. So it's just it's just so cool that you get to see like those little words that come through in Elder Scrolls Online. If you ever play with me on my Altmer character, sometimes I'll joke around and go like, "No, my laxon when I die or something," and that's pretty much the joke I'm making. Like I'm not perfect anymore. I died. <laughs> Oh no, the stream killed you that one time. We've ruined it forever. Oh no. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so Somerset, if we go through, since we've been hanging out in Somerset and ESO for a little while, that we know it's been fairly isolated until there's a brief window, it seems, when uh, Queen Irene opens the gates. I don't know if there's any other times that Somerset's been opened throughout history. I couldn't find During any... the Third Era, the... Um... The Pocket Guide to Empire 3rd Edition mentions that the Isles like, are recently opened or something to that effect. Right. Was it all the Isles or just... I can't even remember. Um, I have it open somewhere in a tab here. Well, so while, we, while you look for that, I'll say that it's... When you get there, though, there's a very strong like xenophobic sense with a lot of the people throughout there. It's just like the... You are like definitely referred to as a foreigner and looked down upon for not being an Altmer. Is that something that's kind of standard within the culture of the Altmer Avron? Yes, and actually it kind of is implied in ESO that Altmer that live on the main isle, the Somerset Isle, actually view Altmer from other isles as almost kind of like backwater. Like, well, you might be an Altmer and you might be part of the society, but like, oh, you were born over yeah. there. Like, Wrong you're side of the tracks cool. kind of thing. Exactly. So if you play, you know this if you play as an Altmer character through the Somerset DLC, because they'll always be like, well, you should know this if you weren't like so backwater or you might be from here, but you're not really in the club. And I think that's actually a really nice distinction and kind of speaks to like some of that xenophobic kind of culture that the Altmer gets so stereotyped into once you start getting into the fourth era and you get the, the old married dominion of that day and age that we saw in Skyrim yeah. because... I feel like that's the impression most people get with Altmer, and then they're like, oh my gosh, how can you play an Altmer? How could you like the Altmer? Like, look what they do. But, you know, it, history is a seamless robe, as they say. So it's not quite exactly how it is in all the games, yeah. but you can definitely see where some of that comes from. Well, it's funny, too, because that kind of culture persists. Out of no, I've, I've thought about it while we were, I was playing Morrowind and preparing for the podcast. It's like, the Dunmer also have that kind of thing. Like you're an outlander, even if you're a Dunmer in Morrowind, like they kind of, they're like, yeah, but you're not from here. Like you may be the same, exactly. but you're not from here. So it's weird that that kind of xenophobia is so intrinsic in a lot of the different cultures, but they also seem to have like this obsession with perfection and becoming perfect. And I guess, is it kind of like a return to their Ald Aldmeri self? Kind of what is the gist I get from it, uh, which is... They're saying that they're the closest to yeah. that so they're like we're we're so pure and we're so wonderful you know like look what we can do yeah yeah there's a lore book where uh it's like a aunt writing to her niece and apparently there's even like tests for like the shape of their ears and stuff that would have been good so i wouldn't have to buy all these giant headphones to cover my big <laughs> ears all the time that is the best letter in the game because it pretty much implies that there's like this really big test that Altmer have to go through before they're like eligible for marriage, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and the more you think about it, the more you're like, that's like crazy, terrifying, but also kind of like weird, cool little info. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't want to go through yeah, that. Yeah, this kind of leads to a darker part of uh, that we see in Somerset is 
that um, the high elves born with uh, physical deformities are they're referred to as Hulkind, which means broken child, and they're societally expected to be abandoned by their parents. Yeah, that's So there's crazy. a quest where you actually uh, meet one of them and see how things are for him. Yeah, which is heartbreaking to think about, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's one of those things that it's, like, you think about it, you're like, oh, that's awful, but it's it's something that may happen within this culture. So it's, you'd have to try to, like, think about it from this, like, outside perspective. It's, like, awful. And I think everybody in the game's like, no, this is terrible. I think even in the, that quest specifically, you're like, wait, this is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I haven't played that quest actually since Somerset came out. I'd have to go through and play that one again. I remember that one being a, so yeah, sad. just being a heartbreaking one. Uh, but and it's it's two parts, but yeah. There's two parts. Maybe I didn't finish the second part. No, I think I finished that quest. But anyway, it's been a while. Um, and like in another dark part of the history is like we've seen in a number of lore books that they had slaves. Like the goblin population on Somerset was enslaved for the longest time, which I believe Iren abolished. Is kind of the gist that we got when playing Somerset, because there is that one cave where they're like trading and trying to make deals with the goblins in, and even in Oridin. I think there's there's no enslaved goblins anymore. So I don't know if it was Iren that abolished that or not, or who actually did abolish it. I don't know if we have any reference to it. But we know it was at some point in their history, but it doesn't seem to have continued any further. And I don't know, I don't think it exists in the third or fourth era either. There's a delve on Somerset that implies that it's happened a bit before the events in ESO. That's what I mean. It, it was I can't recent. The exact... And it's like you go in and that's when you're making deals with these like newly freed goblins. And you realize that the deal that the uh, guy had given them was just completely unfair. Because they're not that intelligent of a race and they're just kind of getting taken advantage of. Oh yeah, that's the public dungeon in Ardon. That's the public dungeon one, yeah. Yes. Really fun quest That was a really too. fun quest. I like that. Um, and we'd be remiss to talk about black spots in uh, Altmer society if we didn't discuss the Thalmor. So Avron was very uh, passionate talking about the Thalmor uh, before we started. So I'm going to let Avron take over the kind of discussion of what the Thalmor are. Listen, the Thalmor have a bad rap because you see them in the fourth era in Skyrim and your first impression of them is pretty much they're siding with the people that more or less want to kill you. They have outlawed Talos worship, right? They're big bad. They're the perfect fourth era bad guys, actually. And I secretly hope we get to see exactly what happens to them in Elder Scrolls Six, but we'll be waiting a long time. Going back through history, though, the second era Thalmor is so different from everything that we know in Skyrim and even what starts to really crop up after the Oblivion Crisis, right? That's why they murder the High Chancellor, who's really just trying to hold the Empire together and totally gets whacked because the Thalmor know. As a fellow Altmer, he knows what's up. But the second era, they sort of start, they have their job, right, where they're managing Altmer culture and heritage, which, as we know, is really rigid anyway. And then Iren kind of pulls them aside and says, hey, I want you to help me you know, really create this Almeri Dominion and, and influence this alliance. So then they start to kind of do a lot of that, like, almost like a spy network, but not quite like Eyes of the Queen level rape. And as you play through the Altmer, or excuse me, the Almeri Dominion questline in ESO, right, the base game, you get to interact yeah. with them a lot. And you see that they're really different from the fourth era Thalmor that we except, know. Except. The fourth era Thalmor are very different. Except the college, though. Is that not the the college was infiltrated by the Veiled Heritance 
Yeah. And the that inheritance is that more definitely similar gives, to the fourth era. Yeah. So it kind of seems like while we beat them in that part, that the that seems like where the kind of the tendrils of the bad guys that come out that we see in the fourth era kind of started. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of the whole story of the second era too, is like you see Irene trying so hard to rise above all that xenophobia and you have the veiled heritance who is like Irene's crazy. She's making deals with the Bosmer. She's hanging out with Khajiit. Like, whoa there. Like, what's going on? And even though, like, you kind of get a temporary little victory in ESO, we know. Yeah, you're playing it. You're like, oh, this is where it started. Like, this is the moment that this all (laughs) started. Exactly. It doesn't work. And you can see why it doesn't work because, I mean, looking at what Altmer society is, it's not too hard to imagine that, like, that's a hard thing to squash. So it's it's kind of sad and bittersweet when you work through the Dominion. You're like, oh, I feel so good putting this together, knowing as we do if you've played the main series that it's all going to start falling apart yeah. really soon. Yeah, so I think that's probably a good place. So when we talk about the Thalmor being... I guess their job is to uphold culture, but like it's religion is a big part. So who do the Altmer worship? I guess Alara, who do they, who's their big gods or Daedra or who do they kind of side with more? So there's Ariel, Trinamek, Magnus, Cerebin, Ifray, Xerxes, Mara, Stendar, Lorcan, and Finaster. So, no Talos in there. We'll see at any point, I imagine, in the history there. But it's kind of interesting. I'd suggest, again, this is one of the other ones that if you don't know who those names are, we'll probably talk about the different gods and divines in the Elder Scrolls in a later podcast coming up. But for now, go check the website because otherwise we'll be here for the next three hours discussing all the different uh, divines there. Um, but they have seen a bit of like an ancestor worship as well, Avron. Is that... That seems to be kind of traditional and not in a different sense than like the Dunmer do it as well. Correct. So it's it's actually kind of a little bit of an elf thing, um, but definitely very strong amongst the Altmer. They they really believe strongly in familiar ties and also, you know, how far back can you go? You have to honor your ancestors, right? Honoring your ancestors is a huge part of Altmer culture. Like just bringing any shame on them is the most catastrophic thing you can do and probably would get you exiled from society as they know it now that we think about it, so. Yeah, and sorry, one of the other notes I saw in the notes too is that they have, like, they just love eagles. Is that is that a standard they... thing for all Altmer? Like, or is, like, I know in ESO, like, the Almeri Dominion is the eagle as the symbol, but is that everywhere? You know, eagles kind of become their motif. I think in ESO, it's a little bit of a running yeah. joke. There, There is a little bit of eagle, you know, symbolism when you look at the fourth era insignia that you've run into in Skyrim. Although I'm trying to remember what part of that is modded now in my brain and which part <laughs> is A lot like, of, like, the weapons and stuff have, like, eagle markings. And I think, like, the armor has, like, the elven armor has, like, wings and stuff. Oh, and the, yeah, it um, does. helmets, like, kind of... The Thalmor helmets like definitely a, have the... It's got, like, a beak... For anybody yeah, not do watching, I'm making wing symbols with my hands <laughs> on stream. If you watch my character, you know exactly what Pylon's yeah. referring to, because that helmet is just cool. yeah. <laughs> But they do say in a lore book that war without, what is it, war without grace is the province of men. So, you know, you got to look fashionable while you're kicking butt. So, eagles it is. Oriel is usually actually depicted in his statues with an eagle. Interesting. 
That's really cool. Yeah. So highly suggest if you want to learn more, we'll do a, we'll do a future podcast about the different gods. And yeah, it's, Avron is linked in the chat, the different, the uh, USP page for the lore of the different gods. So make sure you dig into that and you can, you'll be able to figure out why they worship each of those gods and why it makes so much sense. Um, okay. Last thing I want to talk about before we go away is kind of going over some like fun, interesting facts that people might not know about the Altmer. I feel like people want to come here to get different ideas of what's going on and different kind of tidbits of lore so we can learn a little bit. So first of all, Avra, what is a sip? Is a sapiarch? It's a sapiarch. So tell me what a sapiarch is and what's interesting about them. So the sapiarchs are pretty much a... They're referred to as the College of Sapiarchs, and you actually get to see them in ESO. They're based out of Lalandral. And they pretty much have different divisions, and each division is in charge of sort of setting, like, the standards and regulations for whatever they're in charge with. That being said, there are literally hundreds <laughs> of them. They have one for everything. Yeah. So... For instance, these are just some of the ones that I was able to find by digging through some of the dialogues. So you have the Professor of Applied Phrenology, which if you don't know what that is, that's measuring the lumps and bumps and shapes of your head to predict what your personality is like. I like that it's applied too. It's not like theoretical <laughs> phrenology. It's like applied phrenology. No, they're getting their hands yeah. on your head and feeling your <laughs> noggin, you know? <laughs> just imagine. Oh my gosh. Right? You have the safety arc of current chronologies. Chronologies. Current chronologies, not historical chronologies. Oh my gosh, exactly. Foreign observations, psychocartography, which I don't know what kind of map making that is, <laughs> but I want to know, right? Arcanology, artifice, aquatic relations, right? Altmary heritage, of course. Apparel analysis, so they'll probably be the ones to ask about all the eagle motifs. Eagle motifs. Yeah, the aquatic one was. You have a safety arc. Aquatic malevolence. Yeah, aquatic malevolence. Yeah. Oceanic occurrences, zoological, um, oblivion studies. Yes. Yeah. So basically, everything ever apparently has a. <laughs> yeah. It's all regulated. I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> like, the poor guy that's like in charge of like the being the safety arc of like rat mating cycles or something like that it's like that's your life now sorry buddy like or like do they just like when somebody new comes along they're like okay we've got 224 people do we get a new discipline or do we like knock off like <laughs> zoology studies over here and these are really popular apprenticeships that altmer really yeah they're like get, so i remember in like the uh the, the alchemy storyline that's like the you could be a sapiarch like it's like you could of what oh. <laughs> it's so contested and it's like a big honor and you know that's kind of the fun thing is some of the altmer that you know might think that perhaps safety arcs got a little too much you know in their pocket are kind of really happy when the mages guild comes around because they're like good finally some competition yeah. which you know is probably such a foreign idea to the poor safety arcs in the second era um alar do you have any favorite little tidbits of altmer lore a couple little things uh one thing is that the altmer um have perfect memory According to the lore book, the price of praxis. Is that so they, can... they have or they claim to have perfect memory? <laughs> I'd be very curious oh. about that one. <laughs> uh, sounds like he says something to the effect like, uh, you know, men like kind of half remember things like a dream, but we remember everything in perfect clarity. That'd be That's... so. And I think it's mentioned somewhere in one of the quests too, aside from that. I don't quite remember. Okay. 
There's a lot of little uh, fun contraband items in ESO related to the Altmer. A lot of real fancy sounding things. Um, <laughs> they're they have gold leaf bandages. Uh, I just read just it. So that they're yeah, so they're still uh, stylish even when they're wounded. And there's um, a book called Guide to Approved Methods of Procreation, which are scandalous. <laughs> yeah, depictions of coition that reflect properly reflect our Altmer lineage or something like that. <laughs> Amazing. Sorry, completely off track. Arcanir just showed up um, for Avron. Oh. So, Arcanir, we woke you up because Avron speaks Turkish and would like to speak Turkish with you. Merhaba, nasılsın? Yes, for all of our Turkish listeners out there, now you have a little bit of Turkish content in the podcast. Um, I heard you're going to be my new best friend. So. <laughs> so, we didn't wake you up for nothing. I'm sorry about that. Um, I like the one, I don't know, I think, I don't know if uh, Avron, you posted this in here when I was reading it, but I thought it was really interesting that originally we were going to start as the Elmeri Dominion on Somerset. Did you... So yes. can you tell me a little bit more about that? That's super interesting. So this is actually something that I remember reading and is from, I think, the Imperial Library, which, of course, is a really awesome resource, too. Um, they posted some notes that were originally sort of data-mined where we were going to start on the Somerset Isle with a very different story than the one that we have now in the current ESO, right? And it also kind of introduced a lot more of like how there's like ancestral, you know, worship and more like kin houses and things. But they also had some really cool notes about different things, um, just about like what the Altmer do. So one of the ones that I thought was really interested is that as you're reading through what the original idea for like the quest as it might have looked like was, there's a lot more that has to do with this almost like noise related magical system that's not tonal magic, but is pretty much designed to keep the Maomer at bay. Because, you know, the Maomer or the Sea Elves are pretty much like more or less the mortal enemies of the Altmer, right? They're always attacking. They're always getting into arguments. And this is like a system that is supposedly was set up around the island to kind of like deter them through like audio waves Like or the mosquito so repellents that we have. Super- like those like electronic <laughs> mosquito I mean- things you have at the cottage that's just like... I guess it implies that they're like a lot more fish-like than <laughs> not, but I thought I just think that's really cool. If you're interested, it's it's posted somewhere in the depths of the Imperial Library, and it's it's a really fascinating read because there's even little notes in there about like how long does it take to become like um, you know a battle reeve oh, in the Dominion cool. and all this, and it's 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 just cool little stuff that we don't see in game. That if you're really into weird obscure lore, is is just a fun read. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the last little last one we have here is just that the Altmer consider the number eight to be auspicious, which is really interesting because I know that's a Chinese um, lucky, like considered to be a lucky number in chi- in like Chinese culture. So I wonder if that's kind of something that the developers borrowed and decided to slip into the game. It's funny. I try to think who would you say that it like because it's very common that the developers kind of base different traits off of real world cultures with the ones in games like we have like kind of like a mesoamerican motif with the argonians you have a little bit more uh like native north americans with bosmer is who's kind of that high elf is it it's it's more of like a high fantasy itself i would say like kind of like Mm -hmm. germanic almost i don't know everyone's shaking her head there I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about yeah, it. <laughs> this is the first I've thought about it too, but it seems more like that, especially when we get their structures and things like that, uh, which aren't made out of uh, bug bug wings and things like that that we <laughs> learned as we go, went in, which is was a fun debate when Somerset came out. I loved reading that 16 million times. 
so many disappointing yeah. people. Sorry. I mean, it would have been <laughs> cool to see, but I didn't expect that at all. Like from what imperial propaganda. Exactly. Yeah, and when you go back and read that um, bit from the lore book, it actually mentions that the towers are stone. So yeah, it does. It does say it, it in there. It's just like a poetic description of it. I know. Yeah. Anyways, that's crazy. Um, well, I think that basically covers it. Unless Avron or Alara have any final Altmer propaganda they want to share with the <laughs> listeners before we head off. Altmer are awesome. Altmer are awesome. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, I have never rolled a Magicka character in an Elder Scrolls game that hasn't been an Altmer. In any Elder Scrolls game that I've ever neat. played. Mm-hmm. I've, I always, I was just like, well, if I'm making something that's Magicka, I literally have to pick the Altmer. I don't know why. There's like, I could pick Bretons, <laughs> but Bretons are Bretons, so I'm not going to. Um, yeah. When I first played Skyrim, I'm like, oh, this seems like the most fantasy race. They sound, seem really cool and magic also. That's why I picked them and I've liked them ever since. Yeah, I picked them also because they're tall, and I felt I felt I felt that in my soul. Um, yeah, if you ever see Pylon in person, he is very very tall. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like an Altmer without that whole perfect memory thing. Um, but that's awesome. Well, I hope everybody has joined hanging out with us tonight and enjoyed the new format and had a good discussion with Lore with us. I'm not a hundred percent sure. We may be talking about the Bosmer and continue with the Mer motif or we may go argonians next or we might have just a little miniature episode in between where we kind of take a break and go back to a different lore um focused podcast and not do another playable race let us know what you want to hear we're happy to do some research and do some digging so you guys don't have to um and talk about the different things in lore but on behalf of myself alara Avron and the rest of the staff here at UESP. We want to thank you guys for joining us. We hope you've had fun and we hope you've been able to learn a little bit tonight and that you have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody.